0: Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message.
1: My name is Joe, I'm the lead pastor here, and I have the privilege of teaching the Warren campus and the Boardman campus at the same time, so I'm excited about this. And this is my Christmas message, and uh, some, some years, the way Christmas works, I don't have an opportunity to do a Christmas message, but I'm excited about the opportunity today. I believe it will change all of our lives, Here's my big idea for this lesson. This is what I want you to walk out understanding more clearly than you've ever understood it. And it goes like this. Since God gave us his best, we should give him our best. We're talking about the best gift. And the best gift ever given was Jesus. And we'll talk more about that as we progress in this service. But sometimes we're just not sure what gift can we give to God or what's the gift we should give. And it reminds me of a story This happened a couple years ago. A friend of mine was in town and he wanted to get together. So we set up a time and I, for a guy I was so proud of myself, I thought I should get him a Christmas card. It's Christmas time. And so I went and bought a funny card and I wrote some funny things in it and I sealed it and I'm sitting there at a coffee shop waiting and uh, he comes walking in and he has a card and a gift. And I think, oh no, I didn't get him a gift. So I put my card in my pocket And I gave him a man hug and said, I have to go to the restroom. And I went into this public restroom. I went into the stall not to go to the restroom. And uh, I'm in the stall, and I'm thinking, I can open this envelope, and I can put a 20 in there or 30. And I'm in there trying to open an envelope. (laughs) People are in there. And I get it, and I'm, I'm going, I'm going, and then it rips. And I had about just that much, guys. And it's ripped, and I thought, can I get a 20 in there? And then I'm thinking, should I give him a 20, a 10, a 30? I don't know what kind of gift he's given me. And I try to get a 20 in there, but it wasn't gonna be inside the card, and I was gonna rip it more, so I moistened it, and I just put it back down, <laughs> and I made it look as good as I could. And then I thought, I'll just tell him, I ordered you a gift, but you know how the mail is this time of year. <laughs> Then I thought, that's a lie, and I can't lie. So I, I went back out, and, and uh, I sat down, and he gives me this card and gift, and then I gave him my card. I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't know we were exchanging gifts. He goes, oh, he goes, we weren't. He goes, I just really wanted to give this to you. And, you know, sometimes we feel that way with God. We look at the incredible gift he gave us, the gift of Jesus, and we wonder, what could we ever give him in return? And that's what we're going to talk about today because the story of the wise men, that helps us understand what we can give back to God because of what God gave to us. So i want to read that story to you and let's, let's take a look at how it goes. It's Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod about the time some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking... Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Verse 4, he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? And they said, verse 5, in Bethlehem in Judea, for this is what the prophet wrote. Now they're going to quote Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Micah 5.2 is in our Old Testament, it's the Jewish Bible. It was written 700 years before Jesus was born. And here's how it reads. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Verse seven, then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared, two years ago, so Jesus is about two years old. Verse eight, then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. He's lying. He wanted to kill Jesus, and they, they were warned not to go back. Jesus went into Egypt for a couple years to escape, and Herod had every young boy, two years and younger, put to death. It was a terrible time. And it goes on and says this, verse 9, after this interview, the wise men went their way. The star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. Verse 11, they entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These are three literal gifts that they gave to Jesus, but they're very symbolic, and they show us the gifts we can give Jesus. Think about this. Every single day of our life, we can give them these three gifts. So I want to go through them. I want to begin with myrrh, and this is what myrrh is all about. Myrrh reminds us to give God the gift of of us myrrh was used in burial and preparing bodies to be buried in Bible days, and what is symbolic to us is this: when we accept Jesus, the Bible says we 're crucified with him. We no longer live, but Christ lives in us, and the life we live in this body, we live by the faith of the Son of God, and it 's just you and I coming to a place to where we say, "God, I surrender, and I realize i 'm not my own." and it reminds me of a story that just happened. Um, my, my wife's father, my father-in-law, he was in a couple weeks ago. He came in for Christmas, and uh, we're all at our house, all of his kids and all of our kids and everybody, it's a, it's a big crowd, and we found this out the next day. But in the middle of all this chaos, my granddaughter Riley, who's seven, she comes up to her great grandpa, Grandpa Vito, and she says, Grandpa Vito, would you come in the front room and play a game with me? And she takes him by the hand. He tells us the next day he has tears in his eyes. And she, he sits down. They played Go Fish for, for, for about a half an hour. He, she just wanted to hang out with Grandpa. And when he told us, he, was, he said, I will remember this the rest of my life. And that's how it is with God. She didn't give him anything but herself. And when you and I come to a place to where we say to God, man, I am yours. You own me. It's one of the most amazing gifts we can give to God. We just came out of the series, Changed My Mind. This was the theme verse. I'm going to read it, and then I want to show you something else that Jesus said. Romans 12:1 reads this way. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, fellow Christians, in view of God's mercy and everything he did for us, he sent his son, Jesus died, we can't work for salvation, all of that, Verses 1, chapters 1 through 11, he says this. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy holy, and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship, or the foundation of all worship is surrender. And that's one of the greatest gifts we can give God. That's what myrrh represents, just saying, God, I surrender to you. I am yours. Now, Jesus talked about this. We often misinterpret the verse where he talked about it. We interpret it as a salvation verse, how to go to heaven type of verse, but that's not what it's about. And I want you to take a look at this. Uh, Matthew 10, 39, it reads like this if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give it up for me, you will save it. And we see the word save when we think it's all about going to heaven. But the, the word save literally means to discover yourself. And here's what he's saying. When we cling to our life and we say, I'm in control and I'm calling all the shots, he says, you'll end up never really figuring out why you were born. You'll never figure out your purpose. But if you lose your life and you say, you own me, God, it's the Bible saying, here's a reward. There's always a reward for worshiping and bringing gifts to God. He says, then you'll discover your very purpose for being alive on planet earth. And there's nothing more awesome than that. So one of the gifts we can bring God every day of our life And I like to do it in the morning during my worship time, my devotional time, is just say, God, I'm yours, I'm surrendered to you. And that's tougher for a guy than it is for a woman, but it's the most liberating thing you and I can ever do. Here's the second gift. It goes like this. Gold reminds us to give God the gift of honor. Jesus is called the King of Kings. He is the King of all the universe and in Bible days, when they brought gold, they would bring gold as a gift for kings. And so it's a gift you bring to a king. So it symbolizes to you and I, just recognizing God and Jesus, they're the king of kings. And it's just us honoring him as the king of our life. And there's another beautiful prophecy of Jesus. It's a Christmas prophecy, verse about a seven, 700 years it was written before Jesus was born. This is a wonderful one. It's Isaiah 9:6, guys. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. This is this shows the deity of Jesus. The baby was born in the manger, that's the child, but the son was given. Jesus always existed. He is God the Son. He has no beginning, no end. And so God gave us his son. And then Jesus just came inside that human body. He experienced everything you and I will ever experience. He lived his life out. He overcame every temptation every pain. He was without sin, and then he died for our sins. Now, I love what it goes on to say. The government shall be upon his shoulder. That's a king verse, and there's coming a time where Jesus will rule the entire world, and then it goes on and says this. These will be his royal titles, so his kingly titles, and I think every one of these are just important to take a moment on, and when it comes to honoring him, we honor him Concerning these areas in our life. And every time you do, he's going to bring a blessing into your life. And the first one says this here's one of his royal titles Wonderful. And this just simply means this this Hebrew word, he is so amazing, there's no way to describe it with words. He's just that amazing. And when you and I honor him as the one who's so amazing, there's no way to describe him. It's giving honor to him as a king, and it will bring blessings into your life. Listen to the next one. He's also called the counselor. There's nothing going on in your life right now, TCI, Borman, Warren, nothing you're going through that God won't flood you with wisdom. He says, if you lack wisdom, ask of me, and I'll give you whatever you need. Why? He's the all-knowing counselor. There's nothing that he doesn't know. He knows the future before it happens. He can direct us in every area of our life. It goes on and says this, He's the mighty God. We sang a song with those lyrics in here and warned today. And this just means the greatest warrior that ever lived. And there's no fight you're fighting right now that Jesus can't help you win because he is the mighty God. He's the greatest warrior that ever lived. It goes on to say this, the everlasting father. So he's deity. He's always existed. He's eternal. But then he wants to be a father to you. And any era in your life where you say, man, I wish I had a father that was here. He is the everlasting father. He wants to father you. He loves you like a father loves a son. And I love this next one. He's the prince of peace. Now, there's two types of peace. There's external and there's internal. Now, here's what's cool. This is what we have to look forward to, guys. Someday in the future, Jesus is returning to the earth. I don't know when, I can't predict it, but it's going to happen. And when he comes, he's going to rule the entire earth. The Bible says he'll set us thrown up in Jerusalem and you and I will be with him. We'll be ruling and reigning with him. So if you're currently a Christian, your body will be changed. You'll be given a glorified body. You'll be able to walk through walls. Isn't that pretty cool? Um, You'll be able to walk at the bottom of the ocean. None of the pressure will hurt. You'll have this unique Body, you'll, we'll all look like we're 20 or 25. Can we all give it up for that, man? Yeah, and and you can eat anything you want. And you you, the, the calories won't bother you. It's going to be an amazing thousand years, guys. It's going to be amazing. So so. There'll be peace, but can we all agree there's no external peace right now? The world's crazy, right? We have we have the nation of North Korea that wants to nuke people. And we have Iran who calls us the great Satan. And then we have conflict everywhere, conflict in our nation. But then how about personally? Don't we all have a lot of conflict that goes on in our life and different storms that hit us? Here's something else the Prince of Peace will do for you. No matter what kind of chaos is going on around you, when you honor Jesus as the Prince of Peace, he will flood you with a peace that passes all understanding. And so gold represents, amen, we honor him as God. There's nothing he can't do because he's God. There's nothing he can't fix in our life because he's God. There's nothing that he can't help you get out of. Why? Because he's God. That's what gold's all about. So myrrh is, man, I'm yours. I'm surrendered. Gold is, I honor you as king. Here's frankincense. This is what frankincense is referring to. Frankincense reminds us to give God the gift of worship. This is amazing. Frankincense in the Old Testament was used in the tabernacle and they burned it as an incense. It had this beautiful smell. And the Bible talks about that being a type of our prayers and a type of our worship. And guys, one of the greatest things we can ever give God is our worship. So we surrender, that's myrrh. We honor him, that's gold. But then, when we worship him, it's one of the most amazing things you and I could ever, ever give to God. Now, Jesus, he's at a well, and a woman comes up, and it's about noon. Now, it's very unusual for that woman to be there. She was a Samaritan woman, which the Jews did not like the Samaritans because they were half Jewish. They messed up the Old Testament, they messed up the Jewish religion. So, they didn't like them. Um, But also, this woman was an outcast amongst the Samaritans, which means they didn't like her. They felt she was a lowlife. So she came at noon when the sun was blazing down. Everybody else came in the morning, but she knew that she she would be made fun of. So she waited till everybody got their water. She came out, and she runs into Jesus. And they're having this conversation. And she says to Jesus, she says, us Samaritans, we worship in this location. And the Jews worship over in this location. And Jesus said, you know what? It's not about location. It's about the heart. And he gave us some of the most famous verses in the Bible. I'm gonna read two of those verses to you. Here's John chapter four, verse 23, and it reads like this. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshiper The father seeks. So, I want to talk about true worship. It's a unique type of worship. Many of you have entered into it, many of you haven't, and I want to just talk to you about it. And I love this last phrase it says, They are the kind of worshipers that the father seeks. Now, listen, God is not a narcissist, and He's not this narcissist that just is this maniac narcissist that wants your worship. And if you don't worship him, he has a bad day. That's not who God is. He wants you to learn to worship because it will bless your life like nothing else you could ever do. Psalm 22, verse 3 says this, that God inhabits the worship of his people. That word inhabit literally means to enthrone himself upon. And there's nothing like true worship because when you worship God from your heart, You'll literally have the presence of God come onto your life, and it will saturate your soul. It is not weird, but here's how we can all think about it. Bourbon, TCI, Warren, can we all agree that any, any weekend service, when you and I worship God from our hearts, we sing our four songs, can you all agree you feel better after the four songs than before? That's the presence of God. That's the life of God. It's not weird. It's peace. It's joy. It's life. It's power. It's amazing. Now, Jesus wants us to understand something that most people don't understand. So the next verse, I'm going to read it out of the message. I thought in this verse, they did a great job translating the Greek language. And it reads like this, verse 24. God is sheer being itself, spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits. Their true selves in adoration. It's easy to worship God here, and we need to. That's our head. We, we have to. We're, we're to worship him with our whole being, so that's important. Worship him from here. But, man, when you worship him from here, and it's heartfelt, it's amazing how it will change your life. And it, it, it will bring things into your life that will make your day better than you could ever imagine. It's amazing. So I learned something about 40 years ago. It was 40 years ago and i can tell you that every day of my life i worship god i don't i just worship him and it's not out of homework it's not a homework assignment it's just because i've learned how incredibly awesome it is to worship him and if if that's kind of scary to you like oh my god i'd have to worship him every you don't have to i'm just saying once you feel it and taste it you'll you'll want to as often as you can because it's that amazing but here's my story and some of you have heard it uh, but I believe every time I tell a story, you'll you'll pick something else up because we're at a different place in our journey, and God's going to give you something different as you listen to this. But I was a young Christian. I accepted Christ at 19. I turned 20 in two months. I was 20, and I'm going to a church, and they're singing like we do here, and I would sit back in the middle, and I'd be like maybe two rows from the back and just in the center of the church. Now, I'm 20 years old. I'm single. I haven't met Gina yet. She's in Chicago. We meet later in Bible school. But I'm, 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 I'm worshiping, and there's no one in the room that loves Jesus any more than I do. I mean, I am in love with Jesus. But during the worship, I'm just singing from here. I had never worshiped him from here. And I'm clapping, and I'm singing the songs, and I'm gawking. I'm thinking, are there any new single girls that are here today that I can meet at the end of service? I mean, guys, I'm just being honest, right? And if I saw a new one, I'd run up after service, make sure they didn't get out the door and introduce myself to them. And then on top of that, I'm just looking to see what everybody's wearing. You know, who's here, who's not here? What are they wearing? Oh, they changed the color of their hair. And I'm just singing, I'm singing my heart out. But my mind is just, I'm just singing, but my heart's not engaged. So a couple months went by. And I love Jesus as much as anyone on the planet. And I was at a connect group in a guy's house. He did some teaching. He taught out of John about worship. And then he, he threw some other things in there. And then he said something to me that changed my life forever. It was so life-changing. He said, here's what I want you to do tonight. I want you to worship as if you're standing right in the presence of God. And you can have your eyes open and read the words. That doesn't matter. But I want you to imagine you're right in the presence of God. And and he made this statement. God gave us an imagination. Some people can use it for the bad, but it's really for the good. And he said, I just want you to imagine you're sitting or standing right in the very presence of God. And that night, Boardman, TCI warned, listen, it's the first time I worshiped from my spirit or from my heart. And it was like time stood still. Typically in church, I'm seeing, how much longer is this gonna go? Oh, they picked two long songs today, it's gonna go longer. Um, but, But now I'm like singing. It's not weird, I'm not doing anything weird. I'm just singing as if I'm right in front of the throne of God. It's true worship, and it's coming from here. And it was like time stood still. That's all I can tell you, time stood still. I woke up this morning and I got up early enough so I could prepare for service, but also have some God time. And I sat down and I put my worship music on and I just imagined I was right in front of the throne of God. Now, I know I'm not the toughest guy in this room, but no one's ever accused me of not being manly. I'm a guy, guys. I like to shoot things. I like to, I like, I'm just a guy. I like, I'm gonna watch the Browns win today, okay? I'm a guy, right? I'm going to watch them. So, so listen, listen. I am a guy, 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 guy. But true, true men worship God. It's an amazing thing. And I realize we're in a corporate setting, and TCI here. And I realize for some of you, uh, I, you know, it might be tough to do because we're going to sing a song. I, I wanted to do a song at the end today. And I realize for some of you, it might be tough, but I want to encourage you this week as the week goes by to take some time somewhere Go to a private place where nobody's at. Just worship God from your heart. But I want to encourage you to do it right now. So in Boardman, Erin's coming up in Boardman. She's probably already up. And Boardman, you're going to go live yourself. Pastor Graham's going to close the service down. And guys, while we're getting ready to make the switch, you know, God's doing incredible things in Boardman. Warren, can we let Boardman know and hear how much we appreciate the work that they're doing there? Congratulations to you. So here's all that's going to happen, guys. I'm going to finish the service in a moment, but part of my sermon is this song. So Michelle's going to lead us in a song. And I just want you to stand up. I know it's the holidays. My toughest messages are at the holidays because people are sitting here. They're sincere, but they're thinking, I got to go home. Oh, I forgot this gift. I got to go make this dish. And so people's minds are squirrely, just like mine are squirrely, right? I, I understand that. But I want you to take just five minutes of your time. Let's stand up. Let's just stand up. Let's imagine we're right in front of the throne of God. Uh, We picked a song that you guys would know. And let's just worship God as if we're standing right in front of him. And I just want you to experience what I experienced 40 years ago, what I experienced this morning. And my hope is that you learn to enjoy God's presence every day of your life as you worship from your heart. Michelle, let's lead us in worship.
0: that nothing can stand against, and I choose to praise, to close-
1: Let's take our seats. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's allow God's presence to continue in this place and in our lives. And What can we bring God for a gift? The gift of myrrh. I'm yours, Lord. I'm surrendered. The gift of gold, I honor you. And the gift of frankincense, I worship you. Lord, we thank you for this time of the year we thank you for the fact that as a nation we celebrate Christmas we thank you that we have the freedom to do what we've just done inside these walls we thank you Lord God for Christmas Eve tomorrow and our two services Father where we'll be able to have communion worship you but Lord most of all I just thank you that every day of our life we can keep bringing these three gifts to you Lord, we thank you for our salvation, for how you've cleansed us and cleaned us and made us righteous and holy in your sight. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I really believe for some of you, there's gonna be a change like you've never seen before in your life you've been hungry for something, you don't know what it is. And I really believe it's intimacy with God. It's not weird. It's very masculine, guys. But it's just learning to worship God from our very inner being. We'll change you forever. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you walked in today. Maybe someone brought you. Maybe you just decided, I'm going to go to church. It's, you know, Christmas weekend. And maybe you walked in and you weren't sure of your forever. You weren't sure if you were to die, if you'd go to heaven or hell. Or maybe you weren't sure if God existed. Or maybe, you know, you just aren't sure about heaven, salvation. So right now, I'm not asking you to join our church or a religion. Here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day in your life when you made it real with Jesus and you said, I receive you as my personal Savior? Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I will save them. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can go to heaven unless they come through me. And I, and I believe we're all on a journey on our way to finding Jesus. And maybe today's your day where you say, I'm ready. What a cool time of the year. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're listening, maybe you're streaming online, maybe you're here live, but you say, you know What? I'm ready today to accept Christ. Would you pray with me? Everyone else in the room, can we help them pray? And just say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize that I was born sin-stained, and I need a Savior. And this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you came from heaven, that you're the Son of God you died for me, that God raised you out of that grave, that you are alive and the salvation of the world. And this day, I receive you as my Savior and make a decision to follow you. Amen. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. Listen, listen. If you pray that, miracles happen. God washed all your sins away. God gave you the gift of eternal life. It's absolutely amazing what just happened in your life. You may not have felt it, but it did just take place. The Bible also teaches us that something else is happening, that all of heaven right now is literally rejoicing if one person on planet earth gives their heart to Jesus.